This week on the Music Biz Weekly podcast, can you actually make something go viral? There's stories popping up that some artists are being told by labels, you have to make something go viral before we will do something. Is that even possible? What do we think? What do you think? Out there. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this new music business. Thousands of musicians and industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, Get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship opportunities. Visit musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branville, and as always, joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing great. Before we uh, we hit record, we talked about uh, you and I were together in Northern California uh, last week. And what an amazing, amazing day we had. Yeah. You know, um, we went to CroftCon, which is the first ever convention honoring Sid and Marty Croft. And, you know, a lot of you are <laughs> like, I still don't know what the hell you two are talking about. Makes Sid, and, Sid and Marty Croft, if, you, if you're 40, 50, 60 years old or older, you grew up watching Saturday morning TV in the 70s, um, H.R. Puffin stuff, Lidsville, Land of the Lost, the Bugaloos, all those types of, yeah, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, they were behind that. And this is the first convention that was ever put together. And the biggest thing that hit me was it, it, it was just like so well done for fans. Yeah. It wasn't a money grab. Yeah, there was no. an admission, but it yeah. was an affordable Reasonable. admission. The, yes, the, the various actors and celebrities from these shows were there doing their selfies and autographs like you would expect, but they were reasonably priced. I mean, and it wasn't and even, about that, right? It wasn't about that. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a thing of like, oh my God, it's going to cost you $150 to get in. And it's, it's $200 for a photo with this person. And it's 300 with a photo and an autograph. No, it was just so much fun and it was so reasonably priced. And it just got me back to, you know, if you give fans value, they will come out and they will spend money. Yeah. You know, it's a fine yeah. line between where where does value end and where does commerce begin? Commerce and yeah. greed take over. And that's yeah. always a fine line. And it helps to understand who your audience is. But. Yeah, again, you give you give real value. People are going to take part. They're going to love what you're doing. They're going to support everything you're doing. Yeah. And uh, they'll probably be there the next friends. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I noticed, Mike, was that all day long, I saw people that were so happy. They were smiling. They were laughing. Yeah. They were singing. Some of them were in tears. And it, I think rock bands can take a... A page from this book, this, this blueprint of giving value, but 
there was access, there was, you know, it was so professionally done, you know, from the, the details of the decorations and the tables with their skirts around them and the lighting and that beautiful theater. It was just a joy. Um, I, I just saw people smiling all day yeah, long. It, 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 it really is. I mean, you know, I think, you know, VIP programs are great, but I feel like a lot of VIP programs have just gotten to a money grab, like, all right, give me 75 bucks and we'll stand in front of our merch table and take a quick selfie photo with you. And it's like, no, you know, uh, the, the example that I just loved is, is Wesley and Kathy who were um, two of the actors from the original land of the lost. When they take a photo, they, they actually, now you've got to understand the opening sequence of the land of the lost, right? But and you can go Google this and watch a YouTube video for intro to land of the lost. But the photo is they get in a blow up yellow raft. raft. Yeah. Everybody has a paddle and everybody puts on a life jacket. And then the photo is them going, ah, because the oh, whole theme is the they're, they're going over a waterfall into this land of the lost. And it was like a $40 photo. 40 bucks, not 40 bucks to just get a photo of you leaning over a table, standing next to somebody sitting in a chair, but a whole themed out yeah. photo. And I just feel like, man, musicians, let's start thinking, how can you turn that simple, quick selfie photo into something that's a little cooler, a little more yeah. theme, a little more yeah. memorable and valuable. You said value that they gave a lot of value. It wasn't just a quick, you know, selfie. It was something that, man, uh, I haven't seen a shot like that. That was so much fun. Yeah. And those people got their money's worth. Oh, they, they loved it. Everybody was going over there. Even other celebrities were going over there to get their photo taken in the <laughs> raft with, with, um, Will and, and, uh, or no, uh, yeah. Will and Holly were their character names on the land of the lost, um, Wesley and Kathy, but you know, and, and and let's be honest. I mean, these guys don't have hundreds of thousands of fans that are lining up to see them. You would think these are the first guys to cut costs and do it on the cheap. Mm -mm, not at all. They actually had a friend dressed up in a sleaze stack costume to join part of the photo. So not only do you get these two main actors from the show, you get this person dressed up in a sleeve stack. You're in this rubber raft, you're holding paddles, you got life jackets on, you're like acting like you're going over a waterfall. Right. How fucking fun is that? Yeah. It was it was a good time. Uh, we you and I had a blast and we were there oh, 12 hours. We were there all day. And <laughs> It was just a joy. I mean, to spend a little bit of time with Sid and Marty Croft. I mean, these are legends. Yeah. And it was, you know, you know, Chris Knight was there. Um, got to meet Eddie Munster. I mean, that's a good day. Yeah. Johnny Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Whitaker. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was what, what this sort of gets to. And I've always said this on and off through the years. You've got to step outside of the music marketing world. And look at what is being done in other areas of entertainment and go, wow, 
could I, could I take that and recraft that and redo that and make that my own, Mm -hmm. go to some of these other conventions and events and look at how they're doing it and go, yeah, you know, we could, we could set something up really cheap. You can learn from that. I mean, I know you've learned from, like I tell people sometimes and they seem surprised that a lot of the technologies and a lot of the things that the music industry uses uh, came from the adult film industry. They were some of the first to try different technologies and subscriptions and all sorts of different things way before other businesses way before did. mainstream. So it doesn't matter what the business is, look and see what other businesses are doing. And I think there's a lot to learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. You should always do that. Look at, just look at other advertising campaigns, go to other events, go to, I don't know, go to a an author's book reading and how are they dealing with meeting fans at a book reading and go, oh, could we do this and turn it into a album read album listening? Or I, I don't know. I mean, you just, you, you know, you've got to step outside of our little world. Not that the music world is little, but if you're really entrenched in it, you've got blinders on and you don't see what all these other people are doing and go, Oh, that is freaking cool. People love that. Right. And you know what? I can, I can lift that. I, and there's nothing wrong with lifting ideas. That's, the world is filled with that. Lift that idea, tweak it a little bit, make it your own. Yeah. And all of a sudden you got fans that have no problem dumping 50 bucks just to get a photo because right. it's a really yeah. cool photo. And you can gain new fans and followers. It, two, three years ago, you and I weren't talking about Roblox. We weren't talking about Peloton. You know, we weren't talking about a lot of these things that are now TikTok, that are now such a big part of the music industry. Things evolve, they change. And it's really important to look at these other businesses. Yep. Yep. Um, that's not our topic for today. Pete. No, that was just but our that, week. That, that, that was a good, <laughs> that was a good riff here. So before we get into a little oh. topic for today, um, let me just do a quick thank you and shout out to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town and remind everybody, please join us on the Bands in Town artist community. Head over to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Sign up. It's 100% free. You can leave your questions on anything you've got. You can leave questions related to our episodes. Um, it's a great community of people who are supporting each other with questions, comments, feedback. So check it out. Again, it's bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Um, and of course, to our sponsor, discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts, online, and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So we put together a great little offer with the folks over at Disc Makers for all of our listeners. Head over to discmakers.com. Place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, make sure you use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ. And that promo code will save you up to $150 in shipping costs. Um, so what we kind of thought we'd chat about this week, there's been 
some stories going around about labels that are basically demanding their artists go viral on TikTok. And and I don't know how to how how we we approach this. I mean, yeah, you can't make something go viral. That's what that at the end of the day, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the that is you you get this and I get this all the time. How many clients are like, well, what can we do to make this video, our new music video go viral? You know, what, what have you, who do you know that can make something go viral? Yeah, how much does it cost? How much does it cost? How much do I have to pay to make this go viral? Yeah. You can't make it. You can have all the money in the world and something still will most likely not go viral. The odds are it's not going to go viral versus going viral. It's a small, small chance of something going viral. It seems like everything goes viral because when that happens, it blows up. It's big news. You look at it and go, wow, stupid and simple was that I can do that. Um, But the vast majority of things never go viral. Even when there's a plan, there's a strategy, there's a tack, there's money involved. Yeah. It's not something that you can force is, is, right. is, is what it comes down to. And when I'm seeing these stories about, you know, yeah, the label wants you to go viral on TikTok. It's like, where do you start with that? The label is clueless. If they're asking that, they're clueless, aren't they? I mean, well, what does that me, say? Me, what does that say about the rest of their marketing? If they some think- of them are just saying that you need to be on the platform. So right. we have to separate those, which that totally That's 100% makes sense. Fine. Cause, cause look, you go to where the party is, right? You but can't let read- let's, let's, let's also be clear. There's no chance of going viral. If you aren't on the platforms that things have gone right. viral on. Right. Right. Uh, Jordan said you miss, you know, 100% of the shots you do not take. Right. So here's, here's a couple of headlines to illustrate what Mike and I are talking about. Uh, from the LA Times, fans and record labels are addicted to TikTok, but some artists are just saying no. We'll get into that in a second. The next one, um, Halsey's record label won't release a new song until it goes viral on TikTok. This is the future of the, of the music industry? Question mark. Musicians say their labels are pressuring them to go viral on TikTok. That's from Fast Company. So again, we're, we're getting two different types of pressure here. One is just to get on the platform and regularly post, which I find to be reasonable if they sh- you should be, you know, if you're a professional, you know, and you're on a label, you should be on YouTube, you should be on TikTok, you should be on these platforms. Now, it, it crosses a line, I think, when you say, you need to create this viral moment. You need to create this viral video. And I've seen a couple of videos of artists who get on and they're playing saying, my record company made me do this to go viral. I mean, they're, they're making they're, fun they're, of it. Yeah. They're mocking it. Yeah. A little bit, but to what you just said a moment ago, it, it can't be overstated that it's nice to have goals and it's nice to create compelling content, nothing against that, but getting something to go broad and that everybody's going to want to share that's either a funny dance challenge or it's something really beautiful or whatever it is everybody's there's so many people there's like a you know billion people on this platform 
the chances that you're going to create something that blows up like that are pretty small. But I think that if you focus on compelling content that's true to your music and your brand and has some integrity to it, I think that that's you, you can increase you. You can increase your chances. You know, you, you've got to be on these platforms. You've got to be using them as a fan on the platforms of just scrolling through and watching and seeing what people are doing. As we talked about at the beginning of the show, maybe you take an idea and go, wow, that video is funnier than crap. We could do that as a band. We could yeah. we could do a similar idea as a band. Great. Go for it. If you are copying what's already gone viral, you've already missed the boat. It's too late. You you know, in order to truly go viral, you've got to be like the first. You've got to tap into something that nobody else has done. If a million other people have already created their versions of the video and you you become a million one, it's not going to go viral. It's yeah. it's just that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, but you need to be using the platform just as a user to see what's going on, to live it, to breathe it, to experience it, to get inspiration Absolutely. and influence. And so but, many people that I talk to about TikTok have never used it. And I'm I, like, don't criticize it. Don't make judgments about it until you've gotten on the platform. And look, you don't have to go on TikTok every day. You and I had, uh, I think we had Johnny Cloherty on a while back from Songfluencer. And they have a cool email that you can subscribe to. It comes out every week. It's free. And what, what's cool about it, they're an influencer company. And in their email, they list three or four things each week that are trending on TikTok. Maybe last year it was a dance challenge. Maybe now it's... Um, something about, you know, kids are saying what they grew up with or whatever that trend is, you can kind of get a sense of, of what's becoming, what's bubbling up a little bit, yeah. but you just need to edu educate yourself on the you, platform. You, you, yeah. You've got to educate yourself on the platform on how it works, but then you have to be as the artist using the platform. And I'm not saying you've got to be posting every day. You don't have to be posting three times a day. But, you, you know, I, I'd like to say try and post once a week, at least get at in, least. get comfortable with it um, and 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 post stuff, try things, experiment, educate, because, again, the thing about viral is you don't know it's going to happen. It, it is literally right place, right time. The stars have aligned. Everything is in a perfect synchronicity. Basically, it mm -hmm. happens. It blows up. It might blow up for 24 hours. And then the next day it's done, it's gone and they're on to something else. So yeah. you've got to continually be putting stuff out there to see. And, yeah. and we had talked about this, Jay, a month or so ago of, we were going to talk about something I did that kind of went mildly viral oh I no it say. went it definitely went viral so so, so th this yeah. this was this was for my other podcast three sides of the coin it's a podcast about kiss now i i'm on all the platforms as three sides of the coin i'm on all the platforms as a user i have a deep understanding of our listeners what triggers them what buttons push them their emotions everything this is stuff you have to understand about your fans and what's going on out there as well. Fair. And, and um, quick backstory. When Kiss did their reunion in 96, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley bought the rights to Peter, Chris, and Ace Fraley's makeup from Peter and Ace. 
So each individual guy originally owned their own makeup. In the reunion, Gene and Paul saw the value and said, we're buying the makeup. So we own your makeup. Ace and Peter sold them the rights to the makeup. So now that's why Kiss Touring now, you can see there's somebody else in the makeup. Um, that can be a, a hot button for fans. Oh my God, they bought the makeup. You know, Ace should always own that makeup, whatever it is, we're not getting into it. But I knew that was a hot button. So when Elon Musk purchased Twitter, and it was confirmed that he was going to do that. Um, I saw, I took a lead, I'm on Facebook, and I saw Loudwire, loudwire.com, a metal hard rock um, media outlet, created a fake tweet. And we've seen these for decades. It created a fake Elon Musk tweet that basically Elon Musk tweeted out saying, now that I bought Twitter, I am, it was something along the lines I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact words. Now I'm going to buy the Metallica catalog and put the kick drum back into the recordings or the snare drum in or something like that, which again, they knew that was a trigger button for Metallica fans. And I looked at that and I thought, oh, that's fucking brilliant. You know, they were right there. Nobody else is posting these fake Elon Musk tweets yet. It really took off by the end of the day. I saw that and I was like, well, I could do that. How about Elon Musk tweets out, now that I bought Twitter, I'm going to buy Ace Fraley's makeup back and give it to him. Yeah, sure. All right. You know, I literally put two minutes into creating a graphic of the tweet, not typing it out in text or anything. It was just a, a Photoshop graphic. Tweet. And, and let me just add one little comment to that. When I saw it, I busted up laughing and I knew that it wasn't real. You you didn't match their type. I didn't match the tap typeface, the colors. It, 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 was, it was a joke. I actually even put the, the podcast logo in the lower <laughs> corner. I didn't want anybody to mistakenly think this was a real tweet. It was mm -hmm. it was a pure joke, pure fun. I made that up within a couple minutes. And then I sent it out to the social networks. I posted it on Facebook groups, Facebook pages, Twitter, Instagram, yep. bunch of other groups, you know, it probably those, those, those outlets probably have, I don't know, 75,000 people following them. So I, I threw it out there literally with no, again, it wasn't an attempt to make something go viral. It was just, Jumping on a fun. moment, a joke. It was a joke, a moment. Have some fun. I thought maybe some fans might buy into it and think it was real, but I didn't. No way did I think Elon Musk was going to give a crap about this at all. Well, within two hours, Jay sends me a text message. Gene Simmons saw this fake graphic that I created of Elon Musk and Gene Simmons tweeted it out and tweeted it to Elon. And again, paraphrasing, he basically said, um, we're open to talking. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're interested, we're open to talking with you. And I was just like, Holy shit. Now there you go. That so went good. viral. I couldn't have made that happen. You literally just have to, Jump on something, think it's cool, understand the market, 
get it out there and see what happens. Yeah. Once I it's out there, the market, you yeah, just said it, you nailed well, it. If you understand the audience, which obviously you do, that's key. And, and, you know, and, and, and this podcast has been around for 10 years now. I've done a lot of stuff like this over 10 years, a lot of fun, jokey, simple things. Nothing ever went anywhere other than some fans, listeners laughing and have a good time, which that in itself was great. That was great. Our, our listeners, your fans were entertained and connected with you and engaged with you. Um, this time, Gene Simmons picked it up, thought it was real, tweeted it to Elon and basically said, I'm willing to talk. Boom, it went viral in that small world. I mean, Elon, Elon Musk never replied to it, never commented on it. I was hoping that he'd buy it and then you, you would be responsible. Who, for... who knows? Yeah. I mean, but, but, but by the end of that day, fake Elon Musk tweets like that were coming out all, all over the place. Everybody was, by then it was too stuff. late. By then it was like, again, as we talked about earlier, if you're not right there at the beginning and one of the first to do it, you're, you're already too late on this trend. It's yeah. fun. And maybe your, your, your fans will enjoy it amongst themselves. There's nothing wrong with that, but the, the chance of it going viral has pretty much completely been removed because you're now just the 10,000 person now. doing this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and again, I couldn't have made that happen. I, it, it was, it was the right time, right place. Gene saw this gene believed it for a split second. He tweeted it out and there you go. It, it, you know, people are all of a sudden now talking about it because Gene Simmons thinks it's real. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how something goes viral. There's nothing you could have done to make that happen. Short of, you know, Hey Gene, I'm going to create this fake tweet. I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars for you to retweet it out and pretend. I mean, Sure. But that also doesn't ultimately ensure anything happens virally. It's just it's got to be the right message, the right time, the right people, the right place. And it all clicks. So so for for a label to say we're not going to release your next single until it goes viral. How do you ensure that you can't? I mean, isn't and I guess isn't it sort of the record label's job to do that? I mean, if yeah. you've signed a full record deal, isn't the record label responsible for your marketing and promotion and you're part of the team? But yeah, in fact, a lot of times the record label will have in their contract that they will control social media and website. They want or they want right? access to it with you so they can That's direct right. you and they can post and stuff like that. So, you know, that 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 was one of those things where I'm just like, well, there's so many red flags there. First of all, it's a label that should know better that you can't make something go viral. And two, isn't the label maybe responsible for your marketing and promotion? And typically, wouldn't they be the ones then? To, wouldn't there be a meeting within their company going, all right, marketing department, you're going to lose your job if you don't make so and so Halsey go go viral? you can't you cannot you can you can you again you can sit down and go man this feels like a great song it's got the right lyrics it's got the right timing 
We've got an idea. Let's create the graphics. Let's create the videos. Let's put it out there. Let's do all we can right. to prime the pump. Yeah. But you can't ensure there's nothing you can do that's going it. to guarantee it. And, right. and that's why if anybody says, well, I can guarantee you something's going to go viral, mm. walk, walk away because it is nothing can be guaranteed to go viral. You can't guarantee a video gets posted on YouTube and is going to get a million views. Can't right. guarantee that. Can't guarantee a TikTok is going to get a million views. You can't guarantee the TikTok is going to go viral. Um, yeah. You don't, you can't guarantee what part is going viral as well. It might, yeah. maybe your music is in the background, but it wasn't the music. Maybe it was this, the silly acting by somebody who had your music as their bed. And that was what went viral. And nobody's paying attention to the music. Right. Yeah. I think it's all about optimization. Like what you were saying, priming the pump, doing all those right things. I think good things can happen. Can you expect it? No. But I, if you talk to music marketers and we do, and we are, you know, you'll learn that TikTok is the easiest platform of all of quote unquote social media to get views on, but the hardest one to get actual engagement. So people are flipping through their feeds. It's very disposable, very quick little bites of entertainment. And I've had artists get hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views, but that doesn't mean that they're going to have butts in the seats at their shows. And it doesn't mean they're going to sell more merch or sales streams and downloads. It can, but it doesn't always equate to that because watching somebody on TikTok do a dance challenge or something that's funny doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go purchase a product or be a fan, engaged fan of that artist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's so many, there's, there's so many different things that are involved in something going viral and, and it's out of your control yeah. is what it comes down to. You can only be there, continually put the content out, continually try and do things that might be different, edgy, outside of the box for norms for you. Um, you know, don't be afraid to push the limits. Don't be afraid to do something that might cause some reactions from people. Don't, I mean, meaning don't be afraid to not play it safe. Um, and you just got to keep doing that. And you might be doing that for five years before something mildly clicks. You could right. be doing it your entire life and nothing will ever go viral because again, there's no definition of what make something go viral we know we kind of we kind of know what's yeah. in the sauce but you know you can put all you can put all those pieces in there and it's still not going to work it's right. it's you know, timing it's seasonality it's a lot of different things but with with viral content in general if, if it was that easy if there was a form everything would be viral. everybody would do it right and so it's it's a moving target Meaning that something, you know, we talked about Fleetwood Mac and that ocean spray thing that really blew up and it had profound impact on sales streams and downloads for Fleetwood Mac. Millions of people saw it, but that's a guy, you know, skateboarding down the street, listening to a song, drinking ocean spray. It's not replicatable. You can't just do that same yeah, thing. You can't, you can't get somebody to do the same thing with your music and think 
there we go. Now let's make it go even viral. if it's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that that's the moment one, in time. Once it's been done, you're just following the trends. Now, a, a true viral moment sort of leads the trends. Yeah. Is replicated, yeah. is duplicated. So, again, once something has gone viral and if you're following that trend now, you're already missed the boat. Fine. Have fun with it. Your fans will enjoy it, but you've got to be looking at something that would be new and, and unique that hasn't been done a million times over. What is that? Nobody knows. That's yeah. why you kind of keep throwing stuff against the social media wall. See what sticks. And maybe 10 years from now, one of them sticks, one of them blows up, but the key to that is, as I mentioned with the, the Elon Musk tweet I made, it happened, it happens and disappears very quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't have told, sent me a text message, I was actually recording a podcast. I might have not even noticed it because I was too busy working, doing some other stuff to notice it because by the next day it had already peaked and was on its way down. Right. So when something does go viral, it happens very quickly. It it's explodes and it burns out. I, th- this isn't for everything, but generally a quick peak burns out and they're onto something else. So you've got to be paying attention. You've got to be ready to act on it. The second it goes viral to support it to fan the flames, to keep it alive for as long as you can. Um, Because if you don't notice it for three days, you'll look back and go, holy crap, where did all those views? I got a million views in that one day. And it's like, yeah, well, that was three days ago and it's done. Yeah. Too late now. Too late. Yeah, we see that. And then there's these themes sometimes that get diluted over time. Like, for example, the uh, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. But that's a little bit different in that everybody jumps on it and does their thing. But each one of those videos maybe gets a few hundred views or a few thousand views. It's yep. not the same thing as the actual, you know, one video. Going Very first viral. one. It's, it's more of, you know, this theme that goes on, like dance challenges are a, a good example. You know, there's a, there are songs that are really popular for those dance challenges. Um, and that's great for that particular artist. But it's not like one, you know, post is blowing up. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you, you, you really got to understand your market. You really got to understand your fans, meaning understanding what do they like? What, what are they watching? What, what buttons push them? You've got to understand the social media networks. You got to understand a little bit about TikTok how it works. I mean, that's why you've got to be on there. Facebook, same way. Twitter, same way. I mean, things go viral on all these platforms. Um, If you, if you've got some of that understanding, it will help you in creating the content you want to keep posting, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're going to look back and go, well, that video got 10,000 plays, but that next video got 50 plays. What's the difference between the two? Is it, is it the, the featured screen image? Is it the text I put in? Uh, what could it be? You got to pay attention. You got to keep trying. You got to keep learning. 
because that's how you're going to improve your chances yeah. of hitting the mark one time. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe to that uh, Songfluencer newsletter and keep watching those trends and see how things are evolving and changing. That might help guide you as well to what you should be creating. But it, the bottom line is it has to be true to you as an artist and true to your brand because people can smell a fake a mile away. Or if you're trying to be derivative or just imitating somebody else, people can sense that right away. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, I think this is a great topic for the artist community, our artist community over in bands in town. Yeah. You know, if you, if you've tried to do something to go viral and it didn't work, let's talk about what you tried. What do you think was the problem? If you did something and it went viral, please let us know. We'd love to hear what you did, what happened, how did you capitalize from it? And, and, and if possible, what did you actually gain from it? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot just from making something go viral. That in itself is a great success. Sure. But to your point, Jay, <clears throat> did it move some concert tickets for you? Did it yeah. move some streams? Did it move more some followers. downloads, some followers? Were you able to actually see a bump in something tangible yeah. that got that you got maybe in it? Maybe it's just I got six interviews out of this because it went viral and I was being interviewed for it. Um, I would love to hear from people who have who have either succeeded in getting something to go major viral, minor viral or tried have tried for many years and still haven't, you know, got the magic tweaks yeah. yet in place um head over to uh bands in town find this this episode's thread or, or just post a new comment yeah let, let let's let's talk about viral i mean have you have you heard from people who are pitching you that they can guarantee to get you to go viral what do you think about record labels that are now demanding, oh, you've got to go viral on TikTok before we do something with you? Does that make sense to you? It, it, it doesn't to us. I mean, there's end of the day, it still is hard work. Yeah. You still got to put the work in. You got to put the time in. TikTok, like everything else, is just a tool. There's and, no if you, and if you use that tool right, you might get lucky, but you're right. There's no silver <clears throat> bullet that everybody can pull out or a silver bullet everybody can go buy for, uh, you know, a PayPal payment of 500 bucks that will guarantee you anything. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. Wish it was that easy. Yeah. Make our jobs a lot easier. Because then, then every, every <clears throat> client that says, Mike, Jay, how much is it going to cost to make <clears throat> this go viral? We can say, ah, not a problem. Let me pull out my checklist here. Yeah. You want that viral on TikTok with a million streams? Here's how much. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Don't work but, that way. But as you point out, there are people who will promise you that. So be yeah. careful. Be very careful. <clears throat> I mean, in this, in this business, anybody who guarantees anything, I would walk away from. Yeah. I don't care what they're offering. You can't guarantee anything. Yeah, likes, followers, spins, any of that stuff. Reviews, interviews, radio nothing's airplay, guaranteed. nothing's guaranteed because it all comes down to the music. It's, yeah. it's all about timing. Yep. Um, yeah, so head over to the artist community on Bands in Town. Let us know um, what your experience has been with viral and what do you think about these companies that are demanding people go viral. Um, 
that's it. Quick shout out once more to Bruce and everybody at Hypebot and Bands thank in you, Town. Bruce. And thank you to Disc Makers for your continued sponsorship and support. And uh, that's it. We'll see everybody next week. Visit discmakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping up to a $150 value. Voices for Music Biz Weekly provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.